Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, we are uh, surprisingly not social distancing. For the first time ever, we are recording uh, from the same room. We're actually snuggled together Inch- on a love Inches seat away right from now. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, we, we, <laughs> we're recording from what, 1500 miles apart. Like we always do. Uh, I, I'm good. I'm not a math surgeon. I, I'm, I'm doing well, uh, here, although this, my computer is not doing well. My computer has apparently been infected by the coronavirus. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's doing this thing where it's, it's like, it'll be fine for two seconds and then it freezes for two seconds, fine for two seconds and freezes for two seconds. So it's like literally you have to like time when you want to like move the fucking cursor for only two seconds at a time. Right. But it's the same exact like, thing. But then there's also this like this like weird distortion that flashes on the screen. And this happened well, because I was, uh, I, you know, you go out of the house, you come home, you wash your hands right away. I've got some sanitary wipes and I'll, you know, every couple of days I'll like wipe down on the light switches, doorknobs and everything, phone, coffee table and the computer and it, you know, it's, I mean, it's just, you know, it's not like a wet rag. Uh, it's just a little handy wipe thing. And yeah. it must've gotten some moisture in the damn computer. Cause now it's fucking doing this shit. Right. They're and so, so I called, I called Apple. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I called Apple, did some tech support. We did like three different kinds of like reboot startup things. Where you got to hold down like five keys at once and then hit the power button. Nothing worked. Right. And after after a while, it got better. I had like a fan blown on it, so I thought maybe it would dry out. And it got better. It stopped doing it, and then it started doing it again. And then it's gotten better, and now it started doing it again. So literally, like it's it's doing it right now. Uh, and of course, I can't go take it in to the Apple Store because the Apple Store is not open. So <laughs> it's it's like my computer is fucked up, and I can't get it fixed for the exact same fucking reason. Like I wouldn't have been wiping it down if we weren't in this fucking <laughs> pandemic bullshit. So literally, it's just, it's like, what the, this is fucking, my computer is an essential service. I use it for everything. I watch fucking movies on it, like, pretty much every night now. Um, so it, it, yeah, I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is such a, such a curb your You're gonna start calling this the Chinese computer glitch? You're gonna blame this on China? (laughs) My computer from China. Yeah, so, exactly, just. So yeah, that's unfortunate, very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, other than that, uh, how, are, are you, are you, are you, are you staying, uh, away from people? You seem to be not, you know, not no, at the moment. I, I made the mistake of, um, instead of going to my, my CVS where they have like the lines taped on the floor to like stand mm. this far apart. Uh, I was in a hurry the other day. So I went to like the corner bodega. Right. Oh, and that, and you know, it's like the size of my apartment. And because the bars are all closed, uh, all the drunks are hanging out at the bodega. They got video poker there, right? And they're just loitering. And I'm standing in line, and I'm a good six feet, you know, behind the guy in front of me. And I hear this guy right behind me. And I turn around, and he's, he's fucking wasted, and he's holding, like, a whole case of beer. And I'm like, could you, could you please back up, sir? And I could tell, you know, English wasn't his first language, but, like, he understood me. He just, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to move. And I said again, I'm like, could you please take a couple steps back? And then, like, all the other drunk fucking hobos there, like, now they can tell, like, there's an altercation about to happen. So they all start, like, egging him on. Well, you can't talk to him that way. Like, they're all buddies, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I, I like, in, in, 
he didn't move. He didn't fucking move once. And finally he was just like, fuck you. And I'm like, okay, you need to fucking step back. And then the woman behind the counter starts shouting at me. Like I'm, I'm being rude to one of their favorite fucking drunk hobos. Uh, so yeah, I'm never going back there again, to say the least. Um, <laughs> at least not during this bullshit. So yeah, I, I almost had to like fight a whole bodega full of fucking of hobos. hobos. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure I could have taken them too, but I'm still just like I don't want to get near these people. I don't want to fucking like if if anybody is going to be carrying disease, it's people who are perpetually drunk and ignoring uh, the fucking quarantine. Right. And I don't know how they were just letting these guys hang out. Like, don't do you not care that you're like breeding disease in this place? Apparently not. Um, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's fucking crazy. Uh, But, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fine by Easter. Uh, So I I think we're going to be good. We'll we'll all be back time for the Lord. Back to work and worship by uh, by uh, Easter about nine days from now. I wonder what if it's just like because Trump's not religious. He doesn't give a shit about that. But what if he just like really, 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 really doesn't want to miss out on like the white house Easter egg hunt. Like that's like his big, like his favorite part of the job. It's the only time he gets to see Sean Spicer every year. So he's got to get him back for the, for the, for the Easter bunny. Hunt. Um, no. So yeah, I mean, he's a fucking asshole. He's a moron. And it's actually really unfortunate that this is the, um, the emerging narrative on the right. Seems to be well. You don't sound so good. Uh, no, the emerging yeah, no, narrative. A little wine went down the wrong pipe there. Sorry. Um, the emerging narrative on the right now is, oh yeah, you know, uh, it'll be fine. Everyone, can, all the young and healthy people can get back to work, and you know, uh, the older people, you know, they're patriots, so they, they don't really mind, uh, you know, putting their lives at risk for the uh, sake of not killing the economy. So now this this idea is starting to percolate in right-wing circles and fueled by the president himself of like, Hey, it's cool. If grandma has to die, as long as, you know, the Dow goes back up to, you know, 20,000, like that's this, this it's, you know, I mean, it's not unexpected, um, but it's maybe the most blatant and craven, you know, mask off moment for American capitalism. I think we've ever seen where people are openly arguing, including the president that, yeah, sure. Maybe like a couple of million people will die, but then again, the stocks will go back up and the economy will go back to the way it was. So you know, hey, whatever. Like that's you know that's that's a sacrifice it's, I'm it's willing the, to make. Uh, it's the Shrek meme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of you <laughs> yeah, are going to die, but it's a it's a <laughs> sacrifice I'm, I'm willing to live with. And then he yeah. had Glenn Beck. Did you see? You hear Glenn Beck's thing? No, no. Oh yeah, what he was just say? like, well, I'm I'm willing to to die for this virus. You know, it's just like like the Lee Greenwood, like I'm proud to be an American and go off and fight. And actually, not me really, but just like my neighbor's kid will go off and fight in the war. Uh, they yeah, need yeah. me to go sing at the NASCAR rally. Uh, but yeah, it's like these these people to pretend like uh, they they have a job. Glenn Beck's not leaving his house. He's no, not going out to fucking mix with the masses to get toilet paper. <laughs> He's getting got a fucking delivered. compound. I'm sure that he doesn't have to ever leave. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, with his fucking horse painting or whatever that was back there. Um, yeah, but it's just, it just the, the, the notion that, uh, you know, boomers are willing to take one for the team and get sick to save capitalism. Um, and he even mentioned Green New Deal. He's like, coronavirus is, is doing exactly what the liberals and their Green New Deal wanted. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with having shit shut down now, actually, <laughs> if that's what it's going to get us to. <laughs> 
Um, uh, and you look at, you know, like the Dolphins are back in the fucking, you know, whatever the fuck place that was. The, 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 what, what, what was that the thing you sent was, me? Uh, there's some conjecture that that was, that was like fake news. But, but, but there is, you know, the, the planet is doing... Uh, there, there's noticeably less pollution because there's not the day-to-day grind of manufacturing, but... Um, right. You know, but but we'll be accused of being eco-fascist for even mentioning that, so we should probably not. Oh, right. uh, but um, yeah, hey, newsflash: when we're not manufacturing in dirty fucking factories, we're not polluting the environment as much. But um, no, but you you're know, against and, and, the working class. You're against the proletariat. If you won't let you go to work and yeah. pollute the planet, yeah. So that, that of was, course, that was, sorry, that was always such a head scratcher. Yeah, yeah. Like when you would, um, you know, when I when. Because I've I've gone to like labor rallies of almost every different union industry or union you know just out of solidarity right and you get mm-hmm. to see like the you know I've been to like um uh, teacher strike rallies which are you know I mean education that's great and then you go to some like a um, like a um, heavy machinery operator rally and you get to meet like a whole different kind of person like the the guys that are like oh i love fucking clear cut in the force that's how i make my living and you're like okay i guess we're gonna have to disagree on what it is you do but uh all right still you know union strong whatever it's yeah it's a weird it's a weird situation but um well you know i mean I, this argument's hilarious to me because of course you know the boomers are noted or notably uh, selfless generation. They love to sacrifice their own personal comforts for the benefits of greater society. That's If there's one thing we know about the baby boomers, that's certainly been true of them throughout history. Um, so selfless. <laughs> so, but you know what? Honestly, it's not even that. Like, Trump, of course, is is ignoring and downplaying the actual cost of this situation, which would be that all the poor and working people and, you know, people at... Um, higher risk for this are going to end up fucking dying so that he can bring the economy back to a place of false normalcy. Um, It's not just the elderly. I mean, in the U S we've seen a huge spike in uh, young, relatively healthy, you know, 30 and 40 year olds being hospitalized um, and, you know, severely affected by COVID-19. It's, there was a 29 year old U S Olympic swimmer, who said uh, that it almost killed him. Like, he couldn't believe, like, he, he's like, I've never felt anything like this. He was, you know, on a ventilator. Like, and, and totally, you know, fucking Olympic swimmer. He's probably got the healthiest lungs of anyone in America. Like, he probably it, hold it, his it, breath it, for four minutes at a time. Like, fucking yeah. Mission Impossible 5 scene, you know, where he's down in the fucking turbine, can't, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, there was, I read there was a, uh, like, some uh, distance uh, competitive cyclist in, in Great Britain. 40 years old, perfect health, and like on death's door right now. And I'm like, hey, wait a yeah. minute. That's the that, that's my age and my <laughs> MO. Like that, yeah. that can't be good. So now I'm I'm, you know, probably uh, more alarmed and more concerned because you know, first I was like, oh, it's only people over 65 if they already have like pneumonia. And that just, you know, and now it's like, no, no, no. It, it every one of you could potentially be be dead. Being drowning um, they, in your own yeah, bloody pneumonia. in your own lungs, yeah. Then you hear about cases where it's like the people are just completely asymptomatic and like have a, have a mild cough. Like I I could have it right now. I, I'm and not half convinced. It. I've, I have I've, I have had it slash have it because I've been cycling through like multiple mild like super mild symptoms. Like the other day I had like a 
99.4 fever and i and i know that mm-hmm. sounds like pretty low but i'm usually around like 97 i usually have a fairly low temperature so that, to me i was like oh that's a, alarming <laughs> i got a fever um, baby and uh <laughs> and then like i had like a slight sore throat and then i had a slight stuffy nose and then today my like i couldn't lift my arm like i had really bad muscle pain in my one bad shoulder oh, that sounds like a so heart it's attack. like <laughs> no no not like a tingle like like it's just like i can't lift it past like a certain height like I get bad like rotator cuff things from like years of picking things off hot shelves. Um and huh. but yeah, like you today, one of those like old people um gripping wand things where you can grab know, shit from the top shelf. Um <laughs> but for some reason today it was just like debilitating. Like I was like I couldn't believe but but again, it's like maybe that's just overwork or maybe I'm just psyched because I they like muscle aches is one of the symptoms. Like maybe I'm just cycling through a bunch of super mild symptoms of it. And I don't even fucking know, you know, I mean oh, like the literal yeah. epi- epicenter of the virus. It, it fucking, the numbers out of New York are staggering. Oh, I mean, they're we're crazy. At, it's, it's like what? 60% of the cases are all in New York city for the whole country. Well, so now it, it dipped a little bit because the testing has gone up. We, uh, by the way, guys, we're, we're officially number one. So, uh, you know, yay us, USA, USA. We are number one. Uh, we just passed, uh, China tonight. For uh, positive cases worldwide, oh wow, we're at eighty five thousand. We were eighty two like a couple hours ago when I checked, so we're really, mm. we're really surging. Um, and and New York alone's got almost tested. forty thousand. But you know how many people have this that haven't been tested for it? It's well, and the, be... yeah, the CDC says it's like you could take that number times it by a hundred probably, and that you know, that'll be more <laughs> accurate, which is fucking yeah. terrifying because that's again not a math surgeon, but I think that's eighty five million. In the U.S., if that if that number is accurate, um, and even if it's half that, forty million is that'll be eighty million in a couple of weeks. Like if you know, well, like, it, it's because people are not taking it seriously. Like every day, I'm watching press conferences from my governor and my mayor, and they're like fucking shook, right? But people stop fucking running are, on these trails, bunched up together. <laughs> sure, but yeah, exactly. Like people are told they can still go out and exercise and jog, but it's then it's like not all of you at the same time though. Like the, the Wednesday, <laughs> it got up to like fifty five degrees, and there was t- there's photos of it. Tens of thousands of people out jogging on the riverfront trail, which like runs forty miles the whole length of the city. But you know where it's you know, and then Horrifying. we got the six hundred six trail, this elevated um, elevated bike jogging path, which I I use to commute, but I've avoided. Uh, and, and it's like people go walking in groups, um, just tens of thousands of people and not maintaining any social distance at all. So to, today, the mayor is like pounding her fist on his podium saying that we're, we're done. I'm directing the police to shut down all the parks, uh, all the trails, everything. And then about half an hour later, every 2.7 million people in the city got one of those Amber alerts on your phone. Like we we did that one time we were recording because there was like the the um, it was during the polar vortex and uh, there was like a, a, a fuel p- pump for the whole fucking state that broke so they had a mm. fuel shortage and they were literally telling everyone to like turn yeah. their heat down and it was <laughs> right when we were recording and like you know the amber alert sounds it's just like uh, we got one of those today saying hey idiot stay home the fucking parks are all closed now and literally trying to save your fucking lives please stop and and there's there was reporters that were like oh isn't that a civil liberties violation the mayor's like no i have the authority to do anything i want during a fucking health crisis (laughs) if you diso i mean first as a warning then a ticket and if you do it a third time you will get arrested 
you know, and we got 12,000 cops in the city, so they definitely can cover the ground. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, just, I don't know what it is. Like the, the, these people that are like fitness buffs that don't care about their own health. Like if you're just jogging for performance uh, and vanity and you don't care about your own health and the health of other people, there's something wrong with you. And I'm sure a lot of them are like to consider themselves liberal too. And it's like, do you, are you just totally ignoring the science, all the science that's telling us like how fucking serious this is and how important it is to be six feet away from all people it, at all times? Like, I think part of it also is also just how do you get the information out to people? You know, like if you are, uh, you know, watching the stuff on the news or you're on Twitter all day, then, then sure. But people, there's some people who just like their, their brains aren't wired for that stuff. And, you know, uh, sending out a fucking text blast to every single person with a cell phone is like, they should have done that two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. it took till now to, to finally make sure that every single person got the same information. <sighs> it's fucking crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked. We were talking the other night about you know the kind of uh, this. The, we're starting to see the flattening of the curve in states that have really you know Washington State actually has done a tremendous job. Uh, Jay Inslee, you know, he hasn't been plastering his face all over television like Cuomo, but he's probably you know probably done an even better job than Cuomo. He locked down way before um, New York did. Cuomo actually waited days longer than he should have because de blasio asked him to put a shelter in place in effect and he basically you know was like oh well we're not we don't need to do that i disagree with the mayor and then like three days later he put a shelter in place in effect although he didn't call it a shelter in place because that's what de blasio asked him to do because he's a petty fucking bitch um but uh, you know new york i think locked everything down too late like probably a week too late um it's it's starting to see the curve flatten, but, you know, the hospitals in New York are already overwhelmed. Queens has uh, had 12 people die today, I think, in one of their hospitals who couldn't get ventilators. Like, they're, it's yeah. really, really fucking dire. Like, these hospitals are overflowing. There's lines around the block just to get tested in Queens. And it's like, yeah, great. So everyone in that line is going to get coronavirus, probably. And p- people that are dying are on ventilators. There's there's some of these where these ventilators don't work because the the amount of fluid in lungs is so severe. I mean, literally, like our immune system is killing us. Right? The the, yeah. the response to inflammation in the lungs is the lungs mm-hmm. is like, hey, I should manufacture a bunch of pus in the lungs. That's a good idea to do. Like, no, don't do that to me, my own body. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Then we, we it's it's like you know you know how babies can uh, breathe and swallow uh, at the same time for like the first six months. You know, so like they don't choke to death. Like, why don't why don't we retain that ability? Like, why does that go away? <laughs> like, why do our why, why do our bodies well, not regenerate limbs I mean, if they're so chopped off? Like, we have the, is, the potentially the DNA to do it. If a salamander can yeah. do it, why can't we do it? I don't know, maybe we can. No, um, so, but <laughs> no, but turn this is that the, gene the, on somewhere. Yeah, right. Uh, this is the issue, though, is that you know we just don't have a way to treat it. So you're really it's really a battle of your immune system versus the virus. And a lot of people's immune systems just can't fucking hold up to it. People who are, you know, completely healthy with no other issues have, have, have died from this. So, you know, in a country like ours, where the majority of the country is in poor health or, you know, has obesity, diabetes, like we lead the world in all of these, these comorbidities. I mean, I fucking shudder to think what our death toll is going to look like in a month. Like it, it's really, 
um, concerning. And then you have fucking moron bumblefuck idiots like Ron DeSantis in Florida who still won't close the fucking state. He's like, oh, well, you know, one, one, one side's going to be right and the other side's going to be wrong at the end of the... It's like, yeah, okay, you fucking idiot. You're, you're going to be responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths. If Did not you hear that in uh, Mississippi, the governor signed an executive order banning any city from locking down? Just just aggressively fucking like, <laughs> idiotic and ignorant. It's just unbelievable. And then they had, there was, there's still, like, churches are still open. Churches are still oh, yeah. fucking open in the yeah. South. And three people got infected and probably are going to die. And it's just like, well, the Lord didn't heal me. I guess that's all we could have done. Like, just insane. Yeah. And and as far as New York, too, like, everyone's trying to prop up Andrew fucking Cuomo. Fucking Grease Rat Cuomo is like, oh, he said a bad thing about Trump. He's the new hero. And, I mean, literally all he did was say, oh, I need more ventilators. Oh, okay. So does everybody. What did you, like, I mean, he's got this fucking, like, the hand sanitizer thing. Where he's got all the boxes of the hand sanitizer, like, hey, look at my product I got here. God, it was like fucking QVC, that, that it, press it, conference. Seriously. And he's talking about how they're not going to allow price fixing. And then it, it's like, it, it turns out he's using fucking literal prison slaves. I mean, yeah. prison labor is prison slave labor, right? And these people don't get paid any money. Uh, who, who already, everyone in prison is at risk. Everyone's been like releasing prisoners. I read in Ethiopia, they let 4,000 people out of prison because they have like no means to, to care for people. In prison, yeah. like they're packed in so tight they can't do anything. Ethiopia, four thousand people out. Uh, De Blasio just let out three hundred people. Um, Cuomo not letting anybody out. Might even keep people in prison longer to get his little his little hand sanitizer. He's, he's lying, by the way. About like he's like, oh, I don't have the authority to do that, which is total fucking bullshit. He has <laughs> unlimited authority. What would I do? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> you literally could pardon everyone's me. fucking. You commute everyone's sentence if you wanted to. Every nonviolent okay. offender, it, it's yeah. like okay, you're you know. Or fucking let the, you know, like the Sopranos, let let the guys out. Of, they got two minutes to let out the guys. Let them get back to work and working on the trash sanitation. Um, and, and yeah, you were telling me how that like they're they're not even making the hand so sanitizer. There's this they're great just, like re, they're just bottling it or relabeling it. Yeah. So there's this great Vice article about it where they interviewed a bunch of the convicts at the at these prisons where they're making, quote unquote, this sanitizer the way he made it sounds like. You know, we're manufacturing it there. They're like, oh, no, it just comes in these giant vats, like, pre-made, and we just relabel it. We put it into bottles and relabel it. <laughs> and, like, and, and they talked about, like, the horrible working conditions. And now he, they, they have this operation going literally 24 hours a day, three eight-hour shifts. And if you miss one or if you fuck something up, they, like, not only do you get removed from duty and removed from this block, but you get put onto a block that you weren't even on. Like, you get punished. Like, it's... it's fu- there's no way you read this article and don't come away thinking that Andrew Cuomo is like a plantation owner. Like it's so fucking horrid the way they're treated and the way, and the way he's using them to just prop up his fucking, you know, presidential aspirations uh, by lying about the fact that they're making sanitizer when they're just buying it from fucking China or somewhere, who knows where they, the, 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 it's a secret where it's coming from. The whole from. thing was, was crazy. It's yeah. And then bullshit, but he's, I, I have, a, he's I have like a one, baseball quote here from it um basically like they they stonewalled them too on the article they didn't want to answer any questions but it, this is a quote from it uh ni- neither uh nysdo this is a long acronym basically the the new york um department of corrections Correct. uh nor the governor's office neither one would respond to repeated questions about why the state would even need to use prison labor 
to bottle hand sanitizer, nor did the governor's office respond to questions about Cuomo's pitch that this was a cheaper, more effective option than just buying bottled hand sanitizer outright. So, yeah, like, which is literally what he's doing. Yeah. He's just making up this thing like, oh, we have to use prison labor to do this. Like, no, he just, he has his own private workforce with the prisoners. Slave force. And he's going to make it, make himself look good with this shit. So, yeah, I mean, when he did that, the the first little press release, like, it it was just like Trump and his fucking stakes, you know, like the little fucking, like, he he literally had a curtain that opened behind him that had like, like, (laughs) roses. Yeah, I swear to God. So fucking. Oh, my God. Guy, he's such a fucking such huckster. A it's unreal. Fuck. He is. He really yeah. is. Um, no, but speaking of rat fucks, while we're while we're talking about coronavirus, which you know, when are we not going to be talking about that for the next couple months at least? Um, they finally passed a uh, stimulus bill, and um, as expected, it's a fucking nightmare. Uh, it's complete giveaway to the rich. I mean, it. I, I keep seeing different numbers. I keep seeing two trillion and six trillion. I'm not fully sure what exact, and I don't think anyone really could fully explain where the money's going. But uh, suffice to say, it's not going to us. Uh, even at that two trillion dollar number, one point six trillion of that is going to corporations in some capacity. It, it's just a total fucking, you know, slush fund payoff to all these corporations who are crying poverty despite the fact that they've been price gouging us you know fuck fucking their workers for years paying their ceos top dollar um fucking boeing boeing fucking boeing a defense contractor needs a fucking bailout are you fucking kidding me i mean we, well, they we need we, a new war they got to build some shit to drop bombs on people I mean, yeah no it's like, crazy have we given they, money they, to any more like uh, have we given money any more money to a corporation than boeing in the last fucking 20 years like i can't imagine that we have probably not they, they no. have to be the number one recipient well and it's you know people have this 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 i'm even guilty of this where i'll think in my head okay well these industries are struggling we don't want the you know all the airline industries to go out of business so like i i get it we, we give the airline industry billions of dollars so they can pay their employees right no, but of <laughs> course, not, yeah, they won't that's do not that. what they do. They give the fucking CEOs bonuses <clears throat> because they got the bailout, right? Like, oh, I got that bailout negotiated because I called up my fucking senator and said, hey, remember all that money I donated to? Well, uh, it's time to, you know, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's they, they expect the money for to bail out the CEOs, right? But the employees still have to, you know, go to some unemployment website to apply for that. You know, or, no, no, or, it's still or austerity wait five for them, months sure. to, to get their you know twelve hundred dollar check, oh, and then you also have to be like what already registered for direct well, deposit through the IRS so, to get it. So basically, the 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 way they got this through and the the poison pills it, it, sort of that they used on this bill as well. You know, what are you going to vote against giving money to people who need it right now? Because people are fucking desperate for money right now. I mean, there's you know, uh, we're we're looking at thirty percent unemployment right now i mean we're we're, we're gonna hit numbers higher than we did during the great depression it's it's unprecedented literally unprecedented for the u.s economy in our you know 200 300 year history um and people desperately need cash in their hands right now no strings attached um to just to survive because you know congress hasn't passed any kind of you know moratoriums on rent or utilities or bills or fucking anything like that loans and uh the only way people are going to basic like be able to eke out an existence is to put real money in their fucking hands so you know every senator who votes for this bill has to goes to the table understanding that and what the republicans did and the democrats you know in assisting them is 
this paltry fucking pathetic $1,200 one-time payment, uh, which is taxed, by the way. So it's not even $1,200. Who knows how much it'll be after it's taxed. When I saw that, I was like, that, that's just like that's just like an intentional kick in the balls that they're taxing the $1,200 fucking checks they're sending out to people. I mean, just real. It's so it, it's a twelve hundred dollar. Even know what to tax you on it. Like, doesn't that? I have no depend idea. on your actual it, income. I think it goes. It, it's counted as taxable income. So at the end of the year, you, you'll have to pay some percentage of that based on your taxable income. So dumb. It's, just give me a fucking, fucking FEMA trailer. I'd rather have the FEMA trailer that gives me asthma. At that yeah, point, you know? yeah, the asbestos FEMA trailer. Um. So yeah, I mean it's unfucking believable, and the 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 temerity to act the, the fucking balls that they have to act like this is actually a bailout for the American people is bullshit. I mean they there was very little, you know, no no actual uh, plan laid out for how they're going to give money to small businesses. There was some, you know, money allocated for small business loans, which again is not going to fucking help people. People who are desperate to keep their small businesses afloat are not looking to take on more debt right now. They need grants. They need a, a no strings attached infusion of cash saying, look, this is here. Give this to your employees. Take this, like, you know, pay, keep people on the payroll. Take this for yourself. Keep them afloat until we can reopen your, your business. Um, but that's of course not what happened. Not what happened. You know, the, we gave a fucking, you know, multi-trillion dollar fucking gift to the wealthiest people in this country and once again, the working people of this country get fucked. And uh, Trump and the Republicans were trying to make it even harder for this bill to pass because, well, I, there was there. I think there were four Republicans who initially objected to this bill because they thought that the unemployment insurance provisions um, would end up incentivizing people to not work, as if anyone's fucking working right now. It, it, oh it's my just God. It, it was the so idea... fucking ghoulish. Like even for them, yeah. Like, if somebody accidentally gets paid more than they normally make, then we as a country are dying. I am Glenn Beck. Uh, yeah, it, it, somebody tweeted out. So it's like, so so you're saying if you pay someone enough money to live, that that's too much money? That, yep. you know, like, oh, if we accidentally pay someone more than minimum wage, then like, damn it. There's a, there's a guy, uh, Ruben Bollinger has a comic strip called Tom the Dancing Bug, but it's actually like a bunch of different strips he does. And one of them is called Lucky Ducky. And it's sort of like this DuckTales spinoff uh, of like this like this, this duck who's perpetually poor and the rich guy that can't stand that like, oh, he, you know, got a, you got an ambulance ride he can't pay for. Damn, that lucky duck. Like he just <laughs> like it's like like if one single th- like, oh, he didn't have to, you know, he literally died from a virus and now he's getting a, f- a free funeral. Like he's too lucky. So it's like this rich, rich guy's trying to always screw over the, the lucky duck. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like that. It's insane. I, I think you, um, it's comically ghoulish. Yeah. We have the, I think, I don't know you to play the audio yeah, yeah, yeah. of Bernie talking about this on the Senate floor yesterday. So Bernie was, was, you know, understandably livid about the, the Republicans trying to strip out this like a measly fucking payout for the poorest people in this country that would only be, you know, be affected by this, this part that they were trying to strip. Um, and he basically threatened to hold up the whole bill, um, which is actually pretty easy to do on a bill like this. You really just, you know, you filibuster, you introduce amendments, you you call people back to vote on in the set. There's a lot of ways you can hamstring a bill like this. And he basically was like, look, I will not let this fucking well, bill through. 
wasn't it uh, also that they they wanted to pass it without people having to come back to DC, and they can only do that if they have like a complete consent, like consensus. If they don't, of every single person, and then that way it can pass with only one person for a. And like, if they each. don't amend it, if they don't add amendments to it, they can remove amendments, but they can't add amendments. And he was threatening right. to add an amendment, which would force a revote from everybody, basically. Yeah. That's right. Bernie's going to shut it down. And when he did that, the fucking Dow fucking tanked again. And people were like, damn, that's power (laughs) right there. The line is not pleased. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the line does not accept your sacrifice. So, yeah, here's Bernie on the Senate floor just fucking tearing into these fucking ghouls. Really and, and just, trying to if you haven't if you haven't seen the video, I mean this is this is great audio. It's it's a little bit longer clips, like two minutes, two over two minutes. But he's just like his hands, he just got his hands out, just like, oh very just, animated just, and you, you, you know, know Bernie. This is fucking yeah, you know Semitic Jew. He fucking talks with his hands. That's just how he is. Why are you standing um, so close to each other? Why you you two? I'm serious. Oh, I see that video. That video of the kids in Burlington. He's like, his kids. He's, he's like, oh, like almost pushing his wife out of the way to come up to these kids and tell them, like, yeah, you can go home and watch TV. Just you know. And then he and then he apologizes too. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, such a, he's such a Jewish grandpa. All right. So here, here's the audio. Of him, uh, you know, fighting for us on the Senate floor. And now I find that some of my Republican colleagues are very distressed. They're very upset that somebody who's making 10, 12 bucks an hour might end up with a paycheck for four months more than they received last week. Oh, my God. The universe is collapsing. Imagine that. Somebody who's making 12 bucks an hour now, like the rest of us, faces an unprecedented economic crisis with the 600 bucks on top of their normal, their regular unemployment check, might be making a few bucks more for four months. Oh, my word! Will the universe survive? <laughs> How absurd and wrong is that? What kind of value system is that? Meanwhile, these very same folks had no problem a couple of years ago, voting for a trillion dollars in tax breaks for billionaires and large profitable corporations. Not a problem. But when it comes to low-income workers in the midst of a terrible crisis, maybe some of them earning or having more money than they previously made. Oh, my word, we got to strip that out. Got to got to total those poor people. That no matter what, by the way, when this bill, when the McConnell bill first came up, unbelievably, and I know many Republicans objected to this, they were saying that, well, we want to give a, whatever it was, a thousand or twelve hundred bucks, but poor people should get less. You see, because poor people are down here, they don't deserve, they don't eat, they don't pay rent, they don't go to the doctor, they're somehow inferior because they're poor, we're going to give them less. Well, that was addressed. Now, everybody is going to get the $1,200. But some of my Republican friends still have not given up on the need to punish the poor and working people. You haven't raised the minimum wage in 10 years. Minimum wage should be at least 15 bucks an hour. You haven't done that. You've cut program after program after program, and now horror of horrors for four months. Workers might be earning a few bucks more than they otherwise Went. Well, needless to say, this is an amendment that is coming up. I don't think it's going to go very far. And if it does go far, I will introduce an amendment 
to deal with the corporate welfare, the $500 billion in corporate welfare, which is, to me, a very serious problem. But I do not think they're going to get the 60 votes, and that will be the end of it. That's right. Shut it down, Bernie. God damn. <laughs> Just, just shades of young Bernie lighting people on oh. fire in the Senate, you know? Just he's really. Just, he's so good at this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it's it's insane. Um, just the idea that, you know, like we, we kind of thought, like, oh, the GOP might outleft the Democrats on this. It's like, nah, they're going to they're gonna try to, you know, <laughs> do whatever they can to fuck. Of them, course, though. Yeah. But... It, and it, um, it's crazy because, like, they, like, they don't want good things like whether they're you know a gop in the usa or they're a fucking tory cunt in the uk like they're just there's something about certain kind of people that they just hate poor people and they hate the idea of socialism they hate the idea of caring for people um i saw this fucking tweet from this this tory guy named oliver cram whatever the fuck i don't know and he's complaining that cuba is sending doctors to countries like china and italy that need help. And he says, this is his, his tweet. Yeah, he's mad about too many doctors. Cuba has a deliberate oversupply of doctors who are exported, exported? Yeah, exported, uh, under a sort of intranurship, in, in, ugh, where is that? Indentureship scheme. Okay, let me try, let me start over. Cuba has a deliberate oversupply of doctors who are exported under a sort of indentureship scheme. Uh, it's an arm of foreign policy of a repressive regime. Um, many would have been much more uh, used to their compatriots if they've been trained as uh, agricultural economists. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, did, w what kind of asshole do you have to be to think of having a surplus of doctors is a bad thing? Yeah. Like what? Of what do you? You know. And, and then it's like, okay, let's let's apply that logic to something that's actually a bad thing. So I tweeted back at him, fucking asshole. I tweeted him, uh, America has a delivered oversupply of soldiers who are exported under a sort of indentureship scheme. It's an arm of a foreign policy of a repressive regime. Many would have been better, or uh, would have been more used to their compatriots if they'd been trained as doctors. So <laughs> just like tr try to take his logic and and twist it into something that actually is logical. <laughs> you know, like it's just unreal th those damn Cubans that. and their extra doctors. That's just, oh, I can't stand that stupid because, Cuban you know, regime. Because it, it makes us look bad, as it should, that Cuba is actually uh, way ahead of us when it comes to, you know, medical research, um, medical care for their citizens, despite the fact that they have way less money than we do and way <laughs> right. uh, stricter sanctions placed on them by us. And, you know, it, it, it they, they still, because they focus so much of their... Um, the money they do have, which is, you know, paltry by comparison on actually caring for their citizens. And, you know, that's something you'll never hear in U.S. media. Bernie Sanders got fucking pilloried for daring to suggest 20 years ago that they uh, did that, that Fidel Castro, uh, you know, did some good things for education in the country. It's like, it, but, but you know what? It's th their objection is not that they think it's wrong. The, their objection is that they know it's right. And that it makes the U.S. look bad because our policy has been um, extremely hostile to Cuba for decades. And when you actually start oh, yeah. to think about the reasons why, then then it really makes you look at the systems that we're living under and saying, "Wow, we're, we're so still we could have those things." Like, did, did you read that uh, as of as of today or yesterday, um, we're now putting out like basically a bounty 
on Maduro's head in Venezuela. Like, <laughs> hey, just any, if anyone, if we can't kill him, so if anyone can do it, we'll give you millions of dollars. Like, really, we're in the middle of a global drug crisis. Trafficking. Still, you know, global crisis can't bring us together because the CIA is still just like, oh, Maduro, can't stand you. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is such bullshit. Trumped up fifteen million dollars for drug trafficking. If if Maduro is drug trafficking, the CIA probably has the fucking receipts from the bills of sale for these uh, right. drugs that he's been running. Because you know George Bush ran fucking drugs, uh, you know, through the CIA in the eighties. But um, when he was director of the CIA, but the, the idea that, that this is totally fucking you Ugh, know priorities, I, man, priorities. totally. I, I would be very shocked if it were true. And even if it was like, obviously priorities, this is not the fucking time uh, to be dealing with shit like this. Um, well, anyway, and and you everybody know, we've, we've run drugs through Nicaragua in the 80s. trying to, you know, everyone, everyone's sort of like carting out their, their pet issue, you know, uh, whatever it might be, because that's what you do at a time of crisis. Right. Um, and I just, I have another quote here. This is, this is, this may be the most horrifying take ever. Uh, and, and this, the, the, just the title alone, you know, it's going to be bad, but then it like starts to sound good and then it gets worse again. So the title of this was uh, coronavirus reveals financial irresponsibility of Americans. And it's just like, wait, what, what, what did you, what did, what did I just read? So it, it's, it, again, it starts off here, like understanding the problem it's like you you think it's going to go good. So I'll just hear it, it. Okay. So in major cities such as Boston, New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, restaurants and businesses have been ordered to close. Okay. We all know that. Uh, for many hourly workers, this means no paychecks in the coming weeks. Almost no one, uh, almost one in five Americans have already lost their jobs or have reduced hours. At the same time, Salaried workers are concerned about job security as mass layoffs at numerous companies loom. So it's, it's like, okay, I'm on board with this. This doesn't, she's clearly reading the room properly, right? Uh, <laughs> and then, then here's where it goes. This, this, this is like, you know, the, the meme or the, you know, the, the gif or the meme. It's like, oh man, I'm not going to lie. I thought they had us in the first half. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is one of those moments. <laughs> and then here's the, okay. So while the situation is understandably stressful for every person affected, it serves as a sobering reminder that Americans must learn to live within their means and regularly save money. <laughs> Un-fucking- like, what fucking money is there to save when you're making minimum wage flipping, you know, fucking seven twenty-five an hour we, and your we, rent's twelve hundred dollars a month? What what am I not saving? Where do I have money to save? Is a fucking avocado toast <laughs> like I can't even afford avocados right now. What are you talking about? Sorry, crazy. She, she gets moved to the front of the line of the guillotine, but like so, these fucking yeah, people. It, it, this is this is just... written by um Kristen Tate is her bio. Kristen Tate appears frequently as a contributor on the Fox News Channel, Fox Business Network, MSNBC, and CNN. So th- there's no daylight between those networks at this point. Um, no. And there's just like one, one, <laughs> one last line here. The need for Americans to be able to, to sustain themselves for at least a few months on savings is accentuated during a time of crisis. This means playing ahead when times are good. When are times ever fucking good when you can't afford your rent normally, let alone right now? Just, I mean, I mean what, the, the, the world that, 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 that someone lives in to think that way is beyond me. It's just so funny because, like, they would never say this about these corporations that are crying fucking poverty. Where, where, where's your rainy day fund, Boeing? Where's your fucking rainy day fund? 
you know, airline industry. Like, wh- where are all these industries rainy day funds for? These companies are massively profitable. They make billions of dollars every year. Yet they're oh, totally, such a good it's totally point. fine for them to cry poverty. Oh, we only, had, fucking... we only had $93 billion in savings and we burned through that in a week. It's like, well, what are you, how are you, <laughs> you know, it's like, like FDR said, if you can't afford to stay in business, you don't belong in business. You know, like that, if you that's can't what afford capitalism to is, right? Wage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then someone else will come along if you can't do it. So why are we bailing out these industries? Like if, if you're getting a bailout, then you should be nationalized. You should be like, okay, we're going to, you are, you're no, we're company. We're taking you over. Uh, you no longer have a board of directors. It's now publicly owned and operated and there is no profit. So now all the tickets are less because there is no profit to be made. That's paid out to shareholders. Yeah. Yeah. And this is actually the perfect time to do something like that. And gee, wouldn't it be fucking nice if the Democrats didn't screw us out of a Bernie Sanders presidency in 2016? Because right about now, we could be getting uh, a massive overhaul of these super corrupt uh, institutions and actually seeing uh, things like, you know, maybe a nationalized rail industry and a nationalized airline industry and, uh, you know, things that should have been nationalized decades ago. That we're just, you know, it's it's obviously never going to happen under Trump. It's not going to ever happen under Joe fucking Biden, uh, who is, you know, we'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, but it, it's just, you know, it, 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 this is just really a fucking shitty situation. And nothing uh, that's happening is making the situation any better. Uh, you think a global pandemic doing would is, be making it worse. A, a moment of reflection. But like, literally, these are the people that... Uh, learn nothing from 2016. It's like let's let's run the least popular candidate, right? Oh, and after we lose, let's do it again. <laughs> it's just yeah. It you know, let's keep making the same mistake forever. <sighs> well, I love making that. I don't even save um you know all the memes that I used to save anymore. I'll just go make a new mm-hmm. one. You know, you go to like the the little uh, vaporwave meme generator, and but that's one that I do all the time. Is let's make the same same mistake forever, because <laughs> it's just it's like why 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 not just hold back society forever by continually making the same mistake and never learning from it. Um, and it's it's just like FDR did so many radical things. I mean, radical at the time that now we're like, oh, of course we have to have social security. But that, I mean, you know, well, he didn't do so. That was, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, but, but he, 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 he had the planted the, the, the idea room for to do it, it. You know, yeah. Um, you know, just the WPA, um, the the um, Civilian Conservation Corps. You know, the like, what if we put three million people back to work by planting trees? Like, could you imagine what the GOP would say about that now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you? Bunch no, no, of you know, FDR, eco hippies. FDR did do Social Security. He talked about Medicare and then LBJ passed Medicare. Oh, that's right. You know. That's right. But he did I actually implement backwards. Social Security after the, after. The, yeah, I always get those two confused also. But both of them were his ideas and he just wasn't able to get Medicare right. passed at the time, but he did manage. He want, But he, back in 1933, was advocating for Medicare for everybody. And the compromise that LBJ took to get it passed was, well, this is for seniors and eventually we'll expand it to cover everybody. And it just never expanded, right. you know. So, but that, but his as initial we've, ideas as we've were, talked yeah. about on the show too. Like th- these weren't his ideas either. These were the no, ideas no. of his labor secretary, Frances Perkins, the first woman cabinet level secretary in the U.S., who people called a communist. 
And these are like, people always talk like, oh, we should emulate, uh, you know, uh, Scandinavian socialism, you know, or, or even, you know, a lot of people that are just flat out communists saying, hey, the Soviet Union actually did, you know, in Cuba and China, it like we, we can look at our own history for extremely beneficial economic ideas that came from someone who was a, basically a communist in America. Yeah. The U.S. Communist Party was the first party to have a, you know, to, to run against segregation on their platform and to run a uh, African-American candidate as a uh, vice presidential um, choice on their ticket. So, you know, and everyone's like, oh, communism, that's too far left. I mean, the name of the show you're listening to is literally Move Left Idiots. So, like, we're going we're gonna to keep always going further <laughs> as much as possible. Until we go all the way back around to the... No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so... You know, this whole situation is a fucking nightmare. Nothing that DC is doing is making it any better. You know, this is not nearly enough. They need to pass another separate stimulus bill that's strictly for payouts for workers. I mean, Bernie's original proposal was fucking excellent. Uh, You know, $2,000 a month for people um, on top of unemployment insurance, on top of uh, you know, providing healthcare, anyone's healthcare needs during the coronavirus obviously should be covered at no cost to the person. Like those, that was what Bernie proposed as the, you know, what seems to be the obvious common sense way to get us through this unprecedented economic uh, downturn is, is to do something like that. But of course, the fucking you know shitty ass corporate Democrats watered all of that down. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer didn't even want to do direct payments to people. They they were talking about fucking expanded unemployment insurance. That is, Pell again, Grant. Pell Grant. Just more means testing <laughs> bullshit that's designed to, you know, save the the richest people in this country money who are, you know, going to be should be fronting the cost of this. Um and it's it's just you wonder why they fucking lose all the time. They they're just pathetic. They're fucking pathetic. They're all Republicans. Uh, nobody fucking fights for us other than Bernie. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, Elizabeth Warren. F-. Not a single one of Elizabeth Warren's provisions got into this fucking bill, and she was willing to vote for it as is with them trying to strip, you know, the unemployment protection. So, yeah, great fucking job by her as per usual. You know, really, really, really sticking up for working I forget people. who it was. Um, somebody was tweeting how uh, how concerned they were about Joe Biden being the, you know, the front runner. And like seriously trying to figure out a way that like, is there a way that Liz Warren could start running again? Cause she still has some delegates and like, you know, try to run in the states <laughs> that are still up. It's just like, what, what world do you live in guy? Like, like you got fucking Bernie Sanders. that only has 300 less delegates than Biden. <laughs> You've still got 24 states left to vote. Like what, what the fuck's wrong with you? What the, these fucking people are so pathetic. They just, they're, they can't they can just they can't admit that they just fucking hate Bernie Sanders. They really don't care about any of the policies they claim do uh, when it comes to supporting Liz Warren because Bernie supports those same policies, but better. And he's been supporting them for way longer. And um, he actually fights for them. Yeah. And he actually gives a shit about fighting oh, for them. God. So so it was it was uh, this week that after six days of being in hiding, Joe Biden finally reappeared with his. Quote, I can know if you hear my air quotes, live stream, which was clearly <laughs> pre-recorded, was not a live stream at Potentially all. Potentially in front of a green screen. <laughs> no, absolutely. Somebody figured out whose bookshelf that was that they green screened in, and they couldn't even they couldn't even like size it properly. So it looks like all the books that are you know you know 
ostensibly 10 feet behind him were like right behind it. It looked like a fucking bad lawyer video, you know? <laughs> and somebody figured out it was like, uh, I forget the asshole's name, but some, some like dipshit that writes for New York times or WAPO or whatever, that it's actually his bookshelf. And they just took a picture of it and like flipped it and put it behind Biden. <laughs> cause they didn't, apparently Biden doesn't have any books in his house. Cause I mean, clearly he doesn't read. Why would he have them? Um, but yeah, like and and so this is this is a great uh bit here I found. Um this was uh this is from I don't know what this is from. The headline is Joe Biden found his footing, then coronavirus changed everything. And this is one of these articles where like all they do is interview lobbyists, say good things about Biden, or to be like, here's what Biden needs to do, even though it's it's kinda like you can tell they're worried. Um and they're all unnamed lobbies usually are unnamed i think there might be names here but uh biden gave his first speech about COVID 19 of course on monday it made confusion about when the remarks would start biden got out of sync with the teleprompter and lost his place he called the governor of massachusetts Char charlie parker <laughs> when his last name is actually baker <laughs> hey you know bird fucked saxophone player charlie parker um so <laughs> that was the bad news. The good news was that his viewership was limited. The good news was that the not many people saw it. They're literally wow. like saying he's so bad, we're glad no one saw it. How inspiring. This is, this is this is like as good as they can even do a puff piece for Biden here. Um none of the major television stations carry it live. Uh it both relieved and frustrated many of his backers of the former president. Uh the operational glitches of the campaign right now make them cringe. Quote, this is from a fucking, this is great. Uh, he had 12 people working on a digital platform, said Michael Meehan, who also advised John Kerry's 2004 campaign. He needs to have 1,200. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even a guy who worked on a failed Democratic campaign is like, Biden doesn't have anyone around him. 12 people to run your entire digital platform and you're the front runner? Like he literally won states with it. He had no campaign offices in. And it's just like, what, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? This is going to be Mondale levels of, 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 you know, routing in November if he if he's the nominee. I mean, did you see that article in the Atlantic that Alex Wagner wrote? The for people that didn't see it, the title is "Stay Alive, Joe Biden." And I, and I do want to stress this is a pro Joe Biden article. Oh uh, yeah, the, I saw that. And the subheader is. Democrats need little from the front runner beyond his corporeal presence. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> which is like such a, a interesting word choice when you're running a literal fucking walking corpse who uh, can't get two two fucking sentences out without fumbling his words and saying the complete opposite of what he means to say. And by the way, is wearing an earpiece during all of his um his uh, live streams and interviews. Uh, which is weird because he's reading off a teleprompter. So you almost wonder if that's also so someone in his ear can yell at him to get back on his train of thought when he starts going off on fucking tangents about, uh, you know, whatever nonsense he decides, whatever he was talking about that time he started wandering off camera during his first yeah. live stream. <laughs> or just when he stops talking, when he's like mid sentence and just goes, yeah, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And then he just wait, stops. Wait, oh, well, anyway. He did that repeatedly when he did some of these, and I thought like, okay, they're they're clearly going to learn the lesson about that that cringy green screen. They're still using it. 
They used it mm-hmm. multiple times. <laughs> and, it's like, and they don't change the it, angle, so it's very clear that it's a green screen because it's not like you see him from a different angle of that room. So it, it's the same exact angle with the same exact background every time he talks to somebody. Like, if you wanted to dissuade people from thinking, oh, that's not real, you would have him maybe move to a different part of the room. So it's like, oh, well, okay, I guess that is his room. It's just weirdly lit. Look, they or maybe only interact have the one photo. They only have the one photo. Yep. And it's like, yep. literally, Bernie had a live stream that was actually live and actually streaming with AOC, <laughs> Rashida Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar. And, and it was like picture in picture, you know, and every time they would change whoever it was, it would like that person, you know, their their image would get bigger and then the other one would go smaller. And it's like, they're all capable of doing multiple people. And Joe Biden's like, oh, I need six days to figure out how to, uh, you know, not fall asleep while we're doing it <laughs> like what are they well and the other thing to is that, to keep him awake too like so the other thing clearly, is that, yeah yeah he's he has lucid moments i mean we saw he did reasonably well at the debate with bernie moments. yeah and, and of course now that he had like one good debate with only bernie they're like oh no nope, we don't need any more debates so bernie's like hey look we got to do another one finally right and biden's like no i think we've done enough it's time to move on because i can't fucking do it because my brain is literally I can't hold it in anymore. No. So, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's clear. Like the, the other people also notice he's wearing the exact same suit for like three or four days straight of live streaming. And it's not like, Oh, he's got a generic black or blue suit. It's a very specific blue suit with a certain pin and this white shirt with like blue, like stripes It's very like nautical. Look, it's a very distinct non like super formal suit. So it's not, there's no way he owns multiple versions of the same combo. So it's like, did you just film a bunch of this generic fucking word salad at once from your fucking hospital room with a green screen behind you? Because clearly <laughs> they were hiding him for a fucking week uh, straight. You know, every time he makes an appearance on TV, he's coughing. I mean, there was an appearance on CNN where he coughs into his hand and Jake Tapper's like, oh, just, you know, Mr. Vice President, I, you, you, you shouldn't do that. You should cough into your elbow. You know, it's a little old school to cough. He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm home. I'm, I'm, I'm isolating. So it's fine. Uh, like he's literally he's he's definitely fucking sick with something probably coronavirus maybe something else even more significant happened to him where he had to be hospitalized it's i mean they're covering for him joe biden has not been vetted remember all the times they said oh bernie hasn't been vetted like really nobody has been vetted more than bernie sanders this whole thing like oh there's all this secret opposition research like no there isn't no there fucking isn't the guy, I mean, yeah, we're, we're probably going we're to talk about this in a minute here, but, you know, uh, Donald Trump's been accused by, uh, of like, sexually uh, assaulting over 50 women. Joe Biden's up to, like, seven now, and now Bernie, uh, still zero. <laughs> Bernie, who's, you know, the... the it's going to always be that, zero, the, because... <laughs> the MSDNC parody account mm-hmm. had a great tweet yesterday and they were like showing like oh bernie's you know come once again comes in last place amongst w- women who have credible allegations of sexual assaults <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so you know joe and again this is this won't be a joking matter when we talk about this um and obviously you know uh, content warning for what we're about to talk about with you know regards to sexual assault and we're not going to play any audio from it i mean if people want to hear the audio of um, of Biden's accuser, Katie Halper, did an interview with her. It's a really great interview. I listened to about half of it today. It's like an hour long. But there's a, also a seven-minute segment where she recounts the uh, incident that took place 
allegedly when she was a, uh, a an aide working for Joe Biden. And she is confirmed to have been an aide uh, to Joe Biden in the 90s when he was a senator. And Ryan Grimm of The Intercept also reported on this um, and did extensive background on this story. Uh, so she describes uh, pretty graphically how Joe, how Joe Biden, you know, called her into the room. She had to bring him a bag or something. And he uh, pushed her up against the wall and uh, digitally penetrated her, which is such a bizarre phrase that everyone's using today. But, you know, uh, you know, you could you could figure out what 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 that means. Uh, and yeah, no, he sexually assaulted this this uh, intern of his. And I'm sure she's not the only one. And he's like we said, he's been accused by seven different women of, of sexual misconduct, either harassment or um, assorted, uh, you know, uh, offenses like that. But this woman explicitly and vividly recalls, uh, you know, being sexually assaulted by him an actual felony like that, 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 you know, uh, Joe Biden committed and she has, uh, contemporaneous accounts, you know, when, of, of people that she told at the time, she did try to come out with this in April when, when Lucy Flores came out, you know, with her Biden story about him, you know, kind of like touching her inappropriately and sniffing the back of her head and all that weird shit that he was doing. Right. Um, and just and like people, then, of course, call her a these... fucking Russian asset that like it just right. It, it's so funny how quickly liberals who were hysterical about the way Republicans acted about Kavanaugh, rightfully so, because I was furious about people that were downplaying, you know, Christine Blasey Ford's uh, allegations, very credible allegations. It's It's so funny how quickly those liberals become the exact same people as those Republicans when it's somebody that they like. It, it's just it's so gross. And right. so telling about who they really are well, and what they really care about. And they, they basically they found a, like an old tweet that she had. Her name's uh, Tara Reid, I believe, um, where she said something positive about Vladimir Putin, which I, I read what she said and I like, I don't agree with it, but that has nothing to do <laughs> with what she's alleging. Um, and then they're like, oh, she's a Bernie supporter. It's, it's like that. <laughs> She wasn't even so though. What? I mean, she was an Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, a even if she was a fucking Bernie volunteer, so fucking what? She did work for Joe Biden. She also worked for Leon Panetta, so she's not exactly you know an activist. She just happened to have job a job in D.C. and she was probably her politics were probably radicalized by working for some of the scummiest fucking Democrats to ever grace the fucking halls of Congress. Leon Panetta and Joe how, Biden. How many times did Bernie? get asked at debates or town halls about people who allegedly had done sexual misconduct, who were like low level staffers, uh, who he had no knowledge. I've never met before back in 2016 with, you know, essentially, uh, within his camp giant campaign. Yeah. Right. How many times did he have to answer for that on the debate stage yeah. as though that was his personal responsibility? And how many times do you think Joe Biden will get asked about this? None. Nobody's no, going to ask no, a single question. Nobody's, about nobody's this. covering it. Nobody's covering it. None of the fucking cable news, none of the print media. The only mainstream outlet that picked it up that I just saw picked it up is Yahoo News, who, you know, we've we've actually highlighted their good coverage before on this show bizarrely. Uh I guess there's just nobody really paying attention at the editorial board over there, so they're like the, the group of leftist reporters that work there have managed to use their major yeah. platform to get it, actual it's news out. Anytime I read something bad on you, who knows? It's it's aggregated from some other place, like New York Times. Like any of the original things that I see from Yahoo News, they fucking apparently 
like a bunch of people from other magazines got laid off uh, due to downsizing and having like, hey, I'm actually going to go somewhere and write some good shit. And Yahoo doesn't have a big profile apparently. So, uh, or at least thinks they don't have a enough of an audience that they have to, you know, shape the narrative too much. And they just let reporters report on what's actually yeah. going on. Um, yeah. And, and, and even more disturbing to show you just how far the rot goes with liberal Democrats who, uh, you know, say, believe all women until it's somebody that we want to beat Bernie. Um, Intercept. Intercept had a great article about Time's Up, which is this, this nonprofit legal group that's supposed to, you know, help women come forward with allegations. Uh, our, the headline it's is that Time's Up fund. said it could not fund a Me Too allegation against Joe Biden, citing its nonprofit status and his presidential run. And in the article, they make the argument that, oh, because he's a, a currently running for office, it would be a conflict of interest for them. Uh, how? How? They're saying that every, I mean, because every politician is basically running for office at all times. And he, it, it, it's, it, it's nonsense. So j well, just to kind of define yeah. who they are, though, uh, Time's Up is a legal defense fund that was uh, the recipient of an of an outpouring of donations over the past two plus years. Uh, it's currently set up as a 501c3 nonprofit housed within the National Women's Law Center. It was launched in December 2017 and uh, was the most successful GoFundMe in the site's history, raising more than $24 million. So they, they did some research here, and uh, apparently, the, the to continue from the article, the public relations firm that works on behalf of Time's Up's legal defense fund uh, is SK, uh, SKD Nickenbacher, whose managing director, Anita Dunn, is a top advisor, the top advisor to Biden's presidential campaign. A spokesperson She's running for, his campaign right now. Yeah, yeah. The spokesperson for Biden declined to comment. The SKDK spokesperson assigned to Time's Up referred the questions back to the uh, NWLC. So they don't want to fucking answer any questions about this, basically, is what so, they're doing. So the managing director of the law firm... Who, which is the legal wing of this Times Up nonprofit, is Anita Dunn, who is who is fucking Joe Biden's, for all intents and purposes, campaign manager. She's a senior right. advisor. She's been running his campaign since his fourth place finish in Iowa. He basically got rid of a bunch of his senior staff and elevated her because she's a fucking scumbag who has no compunctions about you know smearing his opponent. You know, she. It, it's just it's unreal how gross this fucking situation is. And this is, by the way, she went to them in January, I think, seeking their um, assistance. And, of course, they made it seem like, oh, well, we can't do that. We're a nonprofit. And, by the way, a bunch of lawyers have weighed in and said that's total bullshit. They could uh, completely right. uh, assist in this case. Like, there's there, there's, just, there's no basis, in fact, for the argument they're claiming. It's just that Anita Dunn is on the board, and she's literally silencing a woman who has a credible accusation of sexual assault against Joe Biden. So it's like, it's like the working know. families party saying they can't release the vote tallies because that would violate a secret ballot. Like what? That's a fucking non sequitur. That makes no sense. And you're just yeah. lying to people. You just about why you're up. actually a political organization, not a nonprofit. I mean, they, the, if anything, not taking the case should deny them their, their nonprofit status because yeah, they're, they're yeah. basically <laughs> playing political favorites with who they choose to go after. It's just, it's so fucking gross, man. And and you know, again, I you know, and everyone you know, uh, who comes forward with an accusation that's credible that has contemporaneous witnesses needs to be listened to. Um, and 
after listening to her interview, I, I genuinely think she's telling the truth. And I would say that whether I, whether it was about Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, like she, and of course it would never be, but like the way she talked about it, it, it was not somebody who was trying to either create details or recount a story that she, you know, concocted. It was very, you know, she like no no one's this good of an actor like i can't imagine that she's like lying about these things like she just generally seemed like a genuine person who well uh, you know i mean the thing is like okay the the, the line believe all women you know well that yeah. that's you, you can't because then you're turning your brain off and then you're gonna have people who you know the few that will lie for political gain will thrive right so yeah, bad, you need, bad, you need to doctor, listen sure. to all women you need to listen to all women and if the accusation is remotely credible, which this sounds like it very much is, then you litigate it, right? Like as difficult as that may, may be, if you want to find out what the truth is, you have to go from a, a place of just allegedly to, uh, you know, going to a court and litigating it, right? And and then you find out what the truth is, or at least you have a, a verdict or a jury or a judge rule on what they found to be, uh, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt credible, Right. And yep. and time's up is basically saying we don't want to do that. We don't even we don't even want to listen to her go to court and testify or, or be a part of that if it does. Right. So that's they're basically saying not only will we not believe her, we won't you know listen to her. We won't represent her. We won't help fundraise for her. We want nothing to do with her because it's about Joe Biden. And we need Joe Biden, even if he's going to lose to Trump, to beat Bernie Sanders. That's what they're saying. That's all they're saying at a time where we're heading for a an unprecedented economic disaster. You know, we're already in a recession. We're probably heading for a depression. And, you know, Donald Trump is not the fucking answer. Joe Biden is certainly not the fucking answer. Uh, the only answer is to enact bold socialist policies that actually, you know, take into account the devastation that capitalism has, re- has wrecked upon uh society for the last 40 well i mean really for the last you know 100 years but especially you know in in the accelerated era of reaganomics which we're still living in the only answer to that is to go completely 180 degrees in the opposite direction to really pull us out of the fucking nosedive that we're in and donald trump is going to keep pushing us into the nosedive and joe biden is just going to hold the steering wheel in place and we're going to continue to casually drift down until we crash into a fucking mountain and it's like guys there's still a fucking option sitting right there he's only 300 delegates behind if he wins like new york state outright he you would pass joe biden and delegates like it's just it you know it this is not over yet everything they're trying to do in the media is to portray like this race is completely over um joe biden is even if he wasn't credibly accused of sexual assault an all-time bad candidate. Like, he's going to lose 47 states to Donald Trump. Like, I, I, I'm i going to, you know, there's no way. It, number one, I mean, it, him winning is completely off the table. They've been putting out polls from battleground states like Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, and he's like six, seven points behind Donald Trump in those states. It's fucking over. Like, Joe Biden's not going to win. Donald Trump's going to win by a bigger margin than he won last time. The only fucking way to beat Donald Trump and to save this country is to elect Bernie Sanders. So... People need to like get that in their fucking heads, and and you know, it's it's so depressing. I, I just I was, don't know how the I just don't know how we fucking reach these idiots. I can look on, at a situation um, like this and not 
realize that. Yeah. It's chatting on this person's uh, Twitch feed. Twitch? Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, it, somebody I follow on Instagram uh, who has a lot of followers uh, actually started following me on my Twitter account on my, my last account because uh, apparently like, we're both vegan, uh, both car-free, both love Bernie. Um, and she waits tables and does like some modeling. She's got, like I said, a lot of followers on Instagram. Um, just started up a Twitch channel because it's like she... She's got a hundred and I think twenty hundred and twenty eight thousand followers on on Instagram, which is a lot. Which you could potentially monetize, but she doesn't want to do that because, like, she's she's like she says on her channel, she just started. Like, like I'm a socialist. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Like I like she started the Twitch channel if people want to donate money to her to help her out because like we're we're all you know if you're working in the service industry you're not making any money. Um, and I feel like since she's given us a shout out a few times and, and likes our show, I should give her one too. So, uh, it's, it's Savanimals. So it's spelled, uh, S-A-V-A-N-N-I-M-A-L-Z on Twitch. So if you like doing Twitch stuff, that's, that's her thing. Um, and we have, but there's like random people that will just jump into the feed, right. To, to talk about stuff. And there was somebody that jumped in there that was just like, oh, but capitalism's not perfect, but it's the most effective and I was like, the most effective at what? Like, what? what is it effective at doing? You know, 40 million people on food stamps. Uh, you know, 29 million people have no health insurance. Like, what is what is the thing that is is effective about it? He's like, well, only in under capitalism can somebody go from being poor to becoming rich. And I'm just like, what the, what the fuck does that even... If you didn't have it, no one would be poor in the first place. We'd all just be evened out. You know, you wouldn't... Everyone, you wouldn't have a bunch of poverty, Right, you wouldn't have a bunch of rich people. Everyone would be just kind of middle class, and that's if you yeah. shared the fucking the, the value of the labor equally, we could all have a decent life. We could all care for each other, right? Um, I mean, you could argue that like you know potentially we'd all live in you know more sprawling, larger McMansions, but still, I mean, the suburbs people left cities to go to the suburbs because of shit like viruses, right? Yeah. And it's just it's like if we could. We had the healthcare in place, you know, the way that Cuba does, and you didn't have a consumer obsessed society. You could have all. I mean, you wouldn't have all the the the, the waste and the excess and the sprawl that the United States does. You have very potentially very low carbon footprint, uh, and it's still a pretty decent standard of living where you've got really high life expectancy. Um, you know, people recycle shit. They don't buy a new car every fucking two years. You know, you see the cars they drive around Havana, Cuba, and they're like from the 1950s because they fix them and they still run. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the most fuel efficient, but, uh, you know, still, it's like, I'm not talking about, oh, uh, you know, smart decline where we're all poor. There's this idea, I think, that, that capitalists have of socialism where, oh, we all have to be poor for the sake of the planet. That's like, that, that's, you got to redefine the way you think about poverty. Right, because you know the 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 ninety nine percent in the U S. are still the one percent for the entire rest of the undeveloped world, right? Yeah. And if if the whole world, and this will you know of course get me called an eco fascist, but if the whole world consumed resources at the level of Americans, then I mean it's all over. Like we, we can't have the developed world develop in the way the U S. has. Yeah, yeah, we need to massively reduce our consumption. We can't have people meeting us at that at that unsustainable point. We need to also, you know, it needs to go down on our end, not come up from everybody else to reach our 
right. our disgusting levels of consumption. So, well, and if you're, you know, a lot of the third world is is rural, right? And people yeah. are living subsisting off the land the way they have for thousands of years. You know, you know, I, had, I dated somebody once who worked for the State Department, not the way I did, uh, but they. She was telling me how the like the U.S. State Department is very concerned because half of Albanians. Uh, don't pay taxes because they just live off the land and they're trying to figure out how to force them to pay taxes and it's like why can't they just live off the land <laughs> like they're not like it's you unreal, know man. we're talking about like that's like rural man. autonomous regions where they get nothing from the government they give nothing to the government that's fair to me you know if yeah. you live totally yes. off the grid and don't use any social services and that's the way you live we're not talking about like opting out like this is my land this is my fucking personal zip code but if you truly live off the grid and you're, you know, just completely divorced from society. Yeah. You know, like, okay, just, just be, just go be, <laughs> you know, yeah. everyone else that's, that's receiving all the, the services from the government, then yeah, you should definitely have to pay taxes for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's rough. So yeah. Oh, uh, real quick before we get out of here, I want to mention uh, today, uh, two, it, the news came out from the Miami Herald, the two, uh, of the poll workers from uh, who, who, from the uh, Broward County uh, prime the elections the the primaries that Tom Perez insisted on pushing forth with during a during a global pandemic uh, were positive for the coronavirus and everyone who voted at those two Broward County locations is being advised to self quarantine so great fucking job Tom Perez as you know we predicted you're probably going to get people killed because you insisted on pushing your corpse of a fucking candidate who we now know is also a sexual assaulter across the fucking finish line in a shameful way. Uh, you're going to get people killed. So it just fuck this fucking party. Like they're, they're so beyond redeeming and so beyond uh, reform. I mean, I, at this point, there's no fucking path forward for the democratic party. And I think, you know, it's going to take a catastrophic loss to Donald Trump. But I think people will finally fucking wake up to that fact. And I know we maybe I'm being one. Charlie Brown. I, I know. I, loss to I know Trump. I might be being Charlie Brown with the fucking football with, you know, Lucy Holden moving the oh, football. Yeah. But yeah, well, his name's Charlie Parker now, according to Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, I know it might be Charlie Parker trying to kick the football that, uh, yeah, that Lucy's holding. But uh, no, I, I mean, I genuinely think at this point, like, what the fuck is it like if, if that if it's not that, then, you know, maybe the complete societal and economic collapse that follows will will be the thing that wakes people up. Who knows? Well, we'll I mean, you, you know, we always talk about like Star Trek socialism, you know, like the, the, the seed that was planted culturally in our brains was Gene yeah. Roddenberry's Star Trek. But in in the in that future world, there was like a, like world war three was a nuclear war that wiped out half the population. And that's how they got to, uh, you know, fully automated luxury gay space communism was they, they had to have something that like clear, you know, we, we're, we're, we're experiencing a global pandemic unlike anything we've seen before, but we're still addressing it in a way that's probably not going to see even a, a million people die globally. I mean, let's hope. Um, but the, the, like we don't we don't learn anything. If life fundamentally doesn't change, we don't learn anything. And I'm not saying we should have to have a disaster of that magnitude. But still, uh, you know, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. The reason why there's not enough hospital beds in New York is because of him. There used to be seventy thousand hospital beds in the city or in the state. I don't know, I don't know if those are state or city numbers actually, but he reduced it down to fifty three thousand because he was all you know neoliberal austerity is the way to go. 
So he like deliberately made it, you know, just just a little bit tougher for his state to respond to this, right? And He's been I, I trying think to cut we'll get, Medicaid, by the way, for the last like five he? months in his, in his budget. Surprising. His new budget could, yeah. Yeah, so, well, he's got yeah, the hand sanitizer, so uh, yeah. we're all uh, saved. Yeah, no. Um, I don't yeah, know what so it's basically is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't want yeah, it to have a huge either. disaster, but I also <laughs> there's possibility that won't even help. We could have a huge disaster, and it still won't change. It's, people still won't fucking wake up because it's just so ingrained in the way we're we're trained from birth to fucking consume information and and to be subservient and obedient like i just i i don't know if anything could break that at this point but Man, we're certainly going to find out <laughs> seen some of like the right wing reactions to this like not not like right wing politicians but like people on facebook they're right wing uh cuz there there's uh, some not really like, no oh there there was one where everyone's like spaced out in a line right to go into like mm-hmm. the walmart slash fema camp Oh, uh, complex yeah, yeah, yeah. with like the that. helicopter and the barbed wire on top of it, and like the helicopter is of course labeled UN, and it's it's uh-huh. just like this this isn't parody. This is literally what they think, and it's yeah. you know. Although the, the hilarious part is that uh, in in all the states that have gone on lockdown, gun stores are considered non essential. So like nobody can go fucking buy a bunch of guns right now, <laughs> which must be driving fucking right wingers insane. We fucking insane. knew it. I knew they were gonna do <laughs> exactly. This. These goddamn um, liberals to come beat old rocks. Oh God, I'll, I'll tell you what. It, isn't it kind of kind of nice to be like, oh, at least for for a month or so, we don't really have to worry about school shootings because they're all fucking closed. Because <laughs> there's no schools and there's no gun stores we open. Finally so solve mass shootings of school children. Uh, who knew we just had to completely do away with schooling altogether, and that was the way to solve mass shootings? Well, you know, oh. that's one positive to come from this, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So that pretty much does it for us. The um, I I actually wanted to mention if anyone has like a GoFundMe or anything because they're you know in a tight spot from this uh, situation because like who the fuck isn't? Uh, either share it out like in the in the comments of like our other of the podcast or you know even if you tweet it to us uh, or DM us, we'll we'll give it like a shout out on the show because I know people are. You know, really struggling right now. Uh, nobody's, you know, in a good situation from this. And a lot of people are just completely lost all of their income and uh, are being given, uh, you know, kicking the nuts and, you know, being told that it's that, that this is their fucking savior. This twelve thousand dollar check, which you're being taxed on, which you may not even get for. Oh, excuse me, twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve thousand would be appropriate. I would love a twelve thousand. <laughs> um, no, uh, twelve hundred dollars, which is going to be taxed and which you may not even get for four six months if you're not in the irs uh direct deposit database so yeah you know if 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 you need if you need like any help from people there's no shame in asking you know just we'll, we'll shout it out on the show and like people you know in the audience who can who can afford to do that i'm sure we'll we'll help you know the people out in the audience who can't make it through this because this is a tough time for all of us and yeah we'll we'll hopefully get through it but you know We'll see what happens. I, I heard a little bit of a little bit of like sort of East Coast uh, uh, grandma shaming there. What you were saying, like, I, I, you know, if you can donate, if you can, those that care will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like that that little subtle. Thing. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, so yeah, um, we are uh, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you want to, uh, to support the show, just 
rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud. Share it out from there. SoundCloud.com slash move left. Um, uh, if you want to support the show, we are on Patreon at Patreon.com slash move left. We have merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Uh, we're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Oh, that's my call. And I'm on yep. <laughs> Twitter as well for now at Bike Slutty. Yep. We will see you next week.